people constantly talk about player exposures and stack exposures and all those kinds of things. How much should you draft of every single player? Well, I brought my buddy Pat Corain in today because we're going to actually dive into the teams that we've drafted so far and show our exposures and use the draft IQ tool that we've built here at Spike Week to dive into much, much more than just individual player exposures. We were actually little behind the scenes peek right before we were hopping on here looking at some of the player combinations and player exposures that i have and and even pat was uncovering some things uh that he has more uh trey lance unstacked teams than he thought he had we're gonna dive into all that kind of stuff how you can use it to draft better teams and and so much more All right, guys, thank you for joining us. These are, I tell people, Pat, every single Thursday that these are like the nerdiest uh, like shows that I do all year, you know, so I'm going to do whatever, 52 or, or something of these. And it's so, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, I talked about the Darrington Evans like 46 times uh, in two months last year. But these are like where I really like, like get to nerd out but they're like kind of the most fun shows where like literally in two minutes before we even hopped on, I uncovered something just by trying to show you how to, how to use something that we were working on. And I was like, Oh shit, I didn't know that about the teams that, that, that I drafted. Yeah. And I, I think that's like some of the fun stuff. I mean, the, the player takes are really fun, but I, I love to look into kind of these, some of, you know, really kind of sometimes silly strategy discussions. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Uh, this feels like something like, I kind of needed to do like, this isn't for anyone but me. Like I need, so I have yeah. 50 best ball mania, 51 best ball mania teams drafted right now. Okay. Um, you know, feel good about some of my accidentally uh, auto drafted a fourth quarterback. Apparently Spags was in my draft. <laughs> and was like asking Pete what, what my problem was. It was an auto pick. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, normally I, I feel pretty good about the drafts. Um, but I, I kind of was like, my thinking was right around this point, I wanted to really take a look and dig in and say like, okay, you know, are there any like major pivots you need to make? Cause I've been kind of going like a little bit on gut. I check in on exposures, but yeah. I'm, but I'm also just kind of like, I'm okay if things are a little out of whack. So I've been checking in and being like, this feels more than a little out of whack. I'm going to scale back <laughs> or I'm going to bump up, but I'm okay if like things are a little loosey goosey right now. It's the early period, um, and I'm a, like, I, I guess I don't mind if I if I ended up taking some fairly big stands naturally in the early period, but I don't want that to just sort of extend forever, and and sort of blindly take a bigger stand than I than I even intend right. to. Right, exactly. Uh, this is a funny comment from Nick that uh, Spags was bringing oh, I gotta, some I gotta heat. Check I guess. This out. Spags is bringing some heat. So um, everybody can go check that out after we get done. Two things uh, came to my mind when, when you said that. And the first was I, I am actually in a little bit of a, a – I'm still drafting, but it's like, I don't know. My buddy texts me. He's like, hey, let's do a DK draft tonight. 
and I'll just like hop in one while like I'm cooking dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. As a as opposed to like when the draft season started, or you know when we get to August and September, where I'm just like <laughs> you know on the phone all day drafting. I'm in this weird period where I am trying to do exactly like what you just said. I was drafting very much so off of gut, and it's not just gut, right? It's like um, I, I don't want to do the Gabe Davis thing. <laughs> That's that's uh, been a little bit. We might have out, to when like, we uh, bring up yeah, the exposure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know you're right. I shared my exposure. He's in my top ten. He's in my top ten exposures. So I, we might have to discuss him. But you know, but so it was basically that I was drafting that guy because he was undervalued to me, and I thought he was going to rise. Now we're having the discussion of you know is Gabe Davis a good pick, which is totally fine, but uh, it's like. I was drafting that guy with a purpose and now maybe that purpose has changed a little bit. So I am, I'm taking a step back and like investigating, like you said, I'm like, like you said, I've been a little like flying by the seat of my pants and like, I'm just freaking drafting Trey Lance every time when he's at ADP 100 and we'll oh, yeah. figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Right. I, Cause I can always, I, I'm in the midst of writing uh, an article. I feel like you last year when you were writing the legendary running back article. I'm like, ah, I, I'm writing this. Well, I don't know when it's going to get done, but like, you can never draft, go back and draft a guy again, right? If we do a draft right now and we don't take Trey Lance, I can't go back and take him, and I only right. get so many bullets. So like, I can always stop. Like, if I just want to stop drafting Trey Lance, I got like a, I have a lot of Trey Lance teams. I'll be totally fine. Um, if he crushes, but I can't go back and do it. So anyway, I'm doing that all of that kind of assessment. And then I'm really uh, digging into like these combinations of players, which is the big thing that, um, <laughs> that frankly, that I wanted in this tool that, that we built where it's like, you, you think like, say you go to, even you go to underdog that has exposures, right? DraftKings doesn't have exposures, but you go to underdog and you say, Oh my God, I have 50% of this player. But if you look into the player combos that you have with that guy, and you're like, let's just use Trey Lance. I, I want to take a stand on Trey Lance, so I drafted a ton of him in my first – what did you say? You have 50, 50 best ball mania 51. teams? Yeah. So let's just say I'm just using round numbers. You drafted 50% Trey Lance in those 50 teams. You got 25 Trey Lance teams. You, you go look through those, and there's like tons of combinations of players you don't have with Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. And so then you need to assess – are you, are you okay with that, right? Like maybe you love Gabe Davis and you don't have a Trey Lance and Gabe Davis team because you only have 25 of them. It's not like, you know, it's very possible that you I have, don't. you know. You, I right? just checked, I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a problem. Exactly. Like, gotta fix you that. don't have Jonathan, maybe you don't have Jonathan Taylor and Trey Lance. Uh, you don't have whatever. You know I what do. I mean? I like, so, so yeah. but that's, that's where I'm at right now in this off season. So I thought we were in like this perfect time to like take a step back. Because same thing with you. I'm like, I need to do this <laughs> for myself personally. So we might as well just like talk about it on the air. Yeah, this is exactly, this is like, this just has to happen. And uh, you also know this tool infinitely better than I do. Yeah. Um, and it's super powerful. Like looking at all the different uh, things you can look like, I didn't realize you can pull up the exact stacks that you have. Like the, you know, you got a Trey Lance, I'm pulling up my Trey Lance teams. Then you can actually pull up, like the additional stacks. Like I have four New Orleans Philly stacks on my, uh, my Trey Lance teams. Uh, one of them actually includes a, 
a Jalen Hurts, Taysom Hill, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, <laughs> Quez Watkins game stack. So oh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> See that, but that's the fun stuff to to that one's more you know just like informational. But the, the some of them, like I said, that that we were pulling up before the show. I I have like I don't even remember what it is now. I have like forty percent Trey Lance on seventy six DraftKings teams, and I have only four George Kittle Trey Lance stacks, and I have one like game stack of their week 17 game in which week 17 is, is a priority to me. Right. Like, especially in this DraftKings $5 tournament. So I'm like that. I I can't stop drafting Trey Lance. If I, if I only have one Trey Lance, George Kittle with like any Raider with like any rate, like, like how does that even happen? You have, you have, you have 35 Trey Lance teams and you have one Trey Lance and it's not even like Trey Lance, George Kittle with a bunch, with all the like Eagles and saints and stuff that you were mentioning. It was like, all I was asking for was Lance Kittle, any Raider pick a Raider. (laughs) I don't care who it is. And I have one of those, literally one of those teams. So that, those are the kinds of things I'm trying to kind of dig into now, before we get into some of those specifics, I did want to talk about, um, you know, you mentioned that like you're kind of flying, you know, loosey goosey or not really worrying too much about exposure at this point. But is there anything you are kind of when you head into a draft like monitoring or guys that maybe Gabe Davis? I mean, FF Doom brings up imagine being underweight on Gabe. I agree. But like, are there guys that like have risen or is there anything you're keeping in mind in terms of exposure? Well, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, there's guys, you know, like I said, some guys have gotten a little bit, a little bit too nuts. You know, Ronald Jones is, as you, uh, you know, are unsurprised to learn, I was drafting too much of. Um, And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, like, do I really like him that much more than Rashad White, who I also am super excited about? And it's like, you know, and also, so I haven't stopped drafting Ronald Jones, but I'm, trying to be more price conscious where it's like, I want to make sure that any Ronald Jones shares I'm adding at this point are really cheap. Um, Julio Jones, I was adding too much of uh, compared to Will Fuller. So, you know, trying to make sure if there's like, I'm just breaking ties to Fuller in, uh, in drafts right now. Um, I felt maybe a little bit light on Ramondre. uh, So uh, wanted to get a little bit more hit. There's like, I realized I'm, I think I'm two to one Jefferson to chase right now. Uh, it was even slightly more than that uh, a couple of days ago. And that was when I was like, that's dumb. I need to, I need to get that yeah. a little bit closer. Even I don't mind being like more Jefferson. You, right, right. Right. I was just going to yeah. say, even though you might want to be a little more Jefferson, you can see quickly that like 25% Jefferson, I'm throwing again, throwing numbers, 25% Jefferson and 10% chase is really not where you want to end the year at. Yeah. I'm 16 and eight right now, which still feels like I don't, I would like to be overweight Jamar Chase. Um, although it's tough because it's at some point, I like all the top five picks. So just give me more of those. Uh, I'm thinking before we, before we go further, that is something that is also a priority to me. And I'm wondering how you might try to put it into practice because I haven't totally figured out what I want to do yet. I want to be overweight, <clears throat> mainly Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, Cooper Cup is fine. I, I don't want to be underweight Cooper Cup. And, like, I don't – there's there's this weird thing where the, it's those five guys. There's five first-round picks that I'm like, these guys are the stones, right? Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. And I don't want to be underweight JT 
and Christian McCaffrey, like as a general premise and, and, and Cooper cup, but I do really want to be overweight Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson. But when they all always go in the top five picks, how, like, I can't, that's not really feasible unless I just get lucky and Justin Jefferson falls to me at seven more often than he should. Like, you know, I know you like Jefferson a lot. How are you thinking about that? Well, so this hasn't really worked, but like one way to get overweight the group is to hope that at six, Chase falls. Like if you're at six, one of them needs to fall to you. The most likely one to fall is Chase because he is generally the fifth guy. So he's the most likely to remain. That hasn't happened for me, though. I have gotten McCaffrey, I think, at like seven. Uh, yeah, maybe it was six. I don't. But it was. I don't think we'll get that five. anymore. I don't think we'll get that anymore. But we did. So we did for a little bit. Yeah. So you you basically just need to like be really okay being like underweight Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler if needed. Yeah. Um, but those guys, I mean, those guys are so much less locked into their spots. You know, pe- people will take digs. I, I know for a fact they will because I I sometimes do at six. You know, so like at at six it become Kelsey will go there like. No one's really locked into that six spot. So, yep. Tarek asked, "What what about Diggs? Are you is he like oh, one I'm of your next Diggs, next yeah. next next guys up basically after the the top 5? I tend to take Kelsey, but um same thing. I'm already overweight Kelsey. And so you have Diggs and Devonte and I, like I hate all those running I don't want any of those running backs. So it, I end up naturally overweight Diggs, Kelsey, Devonte generally speaking. I'm overweight all those guys. I have 14% digs, 10% of Kelsey and Devontae. So not, not huge stance there, but yeah, I'm I'm underweight. I'm probably in best ball mania. I'm actually even with the field in best ball mania on Derrick Henry, which is wild. I've drafted him four times. Uh, that surprises me. Well, uh, I, I was very close to clicking you out of this uh, out of this stream and continuing it solo the rest of the way. That shocked <laughs> me. So mind, mind of a kid did say at at the top, uh, ironically, with the Derrick Henry thing that the last the last time Pat came on the Spike Week show, uh, he Derrick Henry must have fallen. I'm guessing very very far, unsurprisingly, and uh, he got baited. He got baited into taking him. Uh, yeah, so he got baited so, into taking a bad Derrick Henry team, as if there's any other kind. Right, exactly. Like, oh, damn it. I got Derrick Henry at the 13th overall pick. And, you know, that team was, he probably took like Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry or something at the one, at the one, two turn. And that team is just stone dead. Are you taking Mixon? Yeah. uh, I took, uh, I, I want to see that actually. Um, I promise we'll pull him into this player thing. My best one may exposure is in. I don't know if there's an error, but no, nothing's coming up here. I haven't literally not, not drafted him. Not for me either. Not for me either. Oh so zero that, shares. That, that is how the functionality works for any uh, subscribers. If you type into the search bar a player like on the exposures, and you don't have him, it won't it won't populate. Yeah. It only populates it with the players. Zero. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, because obviously the page will just like error out. Um, and I just now learned that that is the same for me with Joe Mixon. But should we talk thing. about that? How many teams have you drafted? So, so that, that that's funny. I've only drafted, I've actually drafted 40, but I haven't I haven't pushed the last team to the tool. So we'll only see 39 today when we pull up my best ball mania teams. So and that was really not between the two of us with zero yeah. mixing. And then zero mixing. Right. And that wasn't that, that actually was not my intent. I was planning to be a little bit closer to you, 50-ish, 50, mm-hmm. 55, but I've just been 
hitting more drafters and DraftKings drafts right now because I just feel like both of those markets are a little bit more inefficient at the moment. And like the only reason I'd be drafting Best Ball Mania is like because I need to get my drafts drafts in. And like, I don't want to be drafting five at a time or whatever, you know, come, come late August. So I've just been focusing on the other, on the, on the other sites. Um, but, uh, how are you approaching those drafts? Like right now, you know, we're talking about player exposure, but like draft exposure, how are you, uh, approaching drafts right now? I didn't really do much DraftKings last year because I was so turned off by the ticket thing two years ago, but, um, I'm back in. Seems like I think were you the one saying that they're not doing that? A hundred percent confident. Okay, I feel so that makes me feel a lot. I I I do want to um, step in and say I know a lot of people are worried about that. It pissed me off. I maxed that tournament. I was I am an avid DraftKings supporter and player. I'm drinking out of a fucking DraftKings cup here, like. I play a lot on on DraftKings and I no one bitched more than me when they did the the ticket thing. And I have been assured repeatedly from from the people that I talk to at DraftKings that they are they understand how bad of a mistake they made 2 years ago giving away those free tickets at the end because the contest was going to overlay and they're more than happy basically. If overlay happens, overlay happens, but they're not going to do that again. I don't know that overlay is going to happen. Uh, I've been firing at this $20 contest and it's like, I don't know. It's like 40% full or something by the ball. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So I've been way more over there. Um, I mean, I basically didn't play there yet last year, so I don't know. I think I've like 40 drafts over on DraftKings, but some of them are kind of like those. I did some of the $3 and $5 just to like warm up. Um, I have 17 of the $20 draft. Okay. Which I, I like the structure of that because it's a smaller. I think it's um, I think it's a twenty man final, uh, right? As so opposed to a thousand a, man final in the fi- in the five dollar, it's like almost a yeah. thousand people in the five dollar. Yeah. So you know, I like the uh, I play the spin move, which is like you know a very small GPP on DraftKings. I kind of I kind of like the small field um, style like that. It's just easier for me to get my head around. So. Uh, that twenty dollar tournament on DraftKings is pretty interesting, but it, you have to you have to sit around a while for it to fill. So often I'll like try I'll I'll go in there I'll be like it'll be like two of twelve, like I don't feel like uh, leaving my phone open for forty five minutes and I'll just go yep. to the best one in the team. Right, right. That's the that's that's definitely the problem. Uh, with anything above like five dollars, that's all. Anything in best ball that's five dollars or below is probably gonna snap fill. Like on any site, basically. Yeah. Even like drafters launched this two dollar tournament. You could get in one right now. It's gonna fill pretty quickly. But anything above like five dollars takes a little bit of time. So last thing before we start to really just dive into uh, some of our maybe chaotic exposure is: Are there any specific players that you have changed your mind on in terms of in terms of your exposure? You know, obviously you talked about the Jefferson Chase thing, but like there was a player. You know, in May when we started drafting, that you were like, "I'm taking this guy constantly." That now, that now you're backing off, or or the the other way too. You, you mentioned Ramondre as one example of that. Um, Etn is one that I, you know, I didn't get. Like, I'm pretty jealous of some of your your stances early when I was like, you know, 
hanging out in the rookie draft streets, getting, getting oh, I got a good value at the 110. Meanwhile, you're scooping the sixth round Gabe Davis or whatever. So I've got <laughs> my Gabe Davis exposure is like is both high and like at, at like the current market. So yeah. it's not I don't have I don't have that sweet, sweet uh, you know. Fifth, yeah, sixth six, round he was he was he was a sixth round when uh, these yeah, contests launched. Unreal. Those are good days. So I have ETN um, pulled up in Best Ball Mania. I am at eight percent. I'm, I'm even with the field. There was a time where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be so overweight." Travis ETN. Uh, I have him. My average ADP on him is fifty four. So basically, I kind of stopped drafting him once he moved up into that like, you know, almost third round range. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of was drafting the fifth round ETN. I I should dig in and see because I, I bet I have some uh, like hero builds with ETN because I'll do that sometimes with Brees mm. Hall. Yep. Just like use him as a hero, even though it's not you know it's closer to like a zero run. But it, essentially, I'll go with five running back build with uh, with Travis ETN back in the day or Brees Hall now. Um, the thing I'm struggling with like real real bad is like the so I haven't like fully changed my mind, I guess, but the chargers stuff, like getting, mm. not getting Mike Williams early and then him going up to like, you know, the three Oh two or whatever. Like I just can't pull the trigger there. And I haven't had like, uh, there was a period where I didn't have any Mike Williams. I've since gotten him, but I might only have one share still. Uh, wow. Just because I was okay, it it just feels so expensive to me to get him, um, you know, in the like early third. I got him at pick thirty five. I have one share in Best Ball Mania, pick thirty five. So that's like, but in general, I don't want to like fade the Chargers, obviously. So I'm trying to figure out like, is this is this kind of Williams Cup connection going to start to get a little shakier? Is like more normies come in? Yeah. Does that push Mike Williams down the board a little bit? Can I get him? Can I get Mike? I'm okay paying a late third round price if I have to. Um, but I I also am okay paying the early to mid price if that's the only price I'm ever going to get. So that's that's like probably the biggest thing I'm trying to think through of a, of a guy who I'm like currently fading, but I'm not intending to take a big fade, fade stance against. It's so funny you bring that up. And part of why i have sort of stopped drafting on underdog again you see here i have this is for those that are not aware this is our draft draft iq tool you see this here um on on spike week i have uploaded all of my teams to to the tool and so it, it breaks all of this stuff down for me and so i've drafted 39 best ball mania uh teams and and if you shameless plug for two seconds you know so i have 135 teams i've drafted on underdog in general Right. So there one backyard. Let's see what the backyard best ball team is. Who do I have on the backyard best ball oh, team? I gotta dig into my rookies at South Point here. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Okay, dead. Dead team. Uh you know, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas. Uh yeah, I drafted a bad I, I drafted a bad backyard best ball team, apparently. But anyway, you can see everything, right? Sophomores and juniors. Uh the super flex, right? You wanna you wanna see the the, the super flex here? I don't I, I don't know anything about my super flex teams. Oh Jesus. These are worse. Jarrett Patterson was my stand in the Superflex, who is now gonna get cut by the by the Washington football team. Mitch Trubisky, another one of my guys in the the original Superflex, right? The big board superflex. But anyway. 
you can see all you can see all these teams we're here to talk about um like best ball mania and such and it's funny because you're like i can't get mike williams but i drafted an overwhelming majority of these 39 teams in the first few days of best ball mania and mike williams you see here we have a column for like my average adp for mike williams is 45 you know so he's like you said he's going at the two three turn now I've I have 33% Mike Williams, uh, you know, so 13 teams, but it's all at like pick 45-ish. And so to your point, yeah, I'm like, great. I don't know. I'm like, if I get to if I get to 150, right, I won't I'll be like give or take at the field of of Mike Williams if I never draft him again. Basically. Right. And and like, am I comfortable with that? I don't know, probably. But you'll be like you don't feel a little tiny sliver overweight, even right? Exactly. Again. Just by never, just by, and it's the same thing with Gabe. Da- I mean, Gabe Davis is my highest owned player, and I it's you know pick 54, 55, as opposed to you know when he's probably going to get memed into the third round or something like that. And so, anyway, this this is where you can see all that kind of stuff. But the the Mike Williams thing was funny because that's exactly where I was like. He's like the shining example of why I drafted early and stuff. Um, Eric, dude, there's an infinite. I, I've, I've had to say this on like 20 streams. Eric's, there's something about this is a fucking simulation that we're living in because only Eric's show up and comment in the chat. It's Eric's and Paul's. That's it. That's it. No <laughs> one, no K. one else. Yeah. And this is an Eric with a K, which is, which is very weird. Also, there's another Eric. He's, I believe he's actually an Eric B, but he's Eric with a C, like E-R-I-C, and his last initial is B, right. and that's what he shows up in as the chat. His username on drafters, he shows up for every drafters draft, is never drafted RBs. It's his username wow. on drafters. So this is all just like a total mind fuck when I show up uh, for, for this. But anyway, Eric, thank you for asking. This is this is literally Spike. This is legitimately the the... The YouTube channel that you're watching, Spike Week here. This is our Draft IQ tool. Um, it's it's a premium product for for twenty five dollars a month, but you can see anything and everything you want to see about your teams, and that's kind of uh, what we're going to use today to to digest uh, some some of this. Yes, D- Derek, Derek. Yes, technically that is close uh, to Eric. That's a that's true. Close. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's close. That's uh, true, Derek. He's so close. This is this is also funny. Calvin Ridley is probably watching the stream because he's pretty, he's probably bored. Yeah, he's got to get his money in good. <laughs> uh, you're off. So so what I what I wanted to start doing is literally I I don't give a shit. We can look at my exposures. Like if anybody in the chat has questions, if you have questions, and I'll just kind of like you know spitball about some things and we can just see where it goes right because obviously as you see here this is just like literally my top exposures gabe davis right <laughs> you know the the meme king is one of my highest owned guys but as pat king, said yeah. as as pat said earlier you know i was getting him much later you know you see over here his current adp is 47 i was getting him we're closing in on around around later and so i was just smashing that that draft button in a in a different vein, Dante Foreman was a, a is a late round running back. I'm probably still going to keep drafting, even though he's my second highest owned guy, because he hasn't like really risen. Right? I've actually he's actually gone down four picks since you know my my general average ADP. Which I mean, it's 
pick 200. So it doesn't matter too much. But same thing with Kyler. I, I'm curious about your take with Kyler. Um, you talked about, you guys talked about him uh, on the show last night where Davis had a really terrible reason for why he was drafting Kyler or, or why he was drafting Kyle Pitts uh, was, was so he could set up the Kyler week 17 correlation, which is well, hang on, generally, because I also sometimes do that. <laughs> generally not what i would recommend even as a week 17 bro but i love but i love kyler and it's very interesting to me that um we get a like a superstar elite rushing quarterback in the 60s now that's falling right um and so i don't know if there's any kind of are you you saying that's high because we can get trey lance later is that what you mean well obviously yes but trey lance is get trey lance is (laughs) Wait, where is where, where where is Lance? So Lance's ADP eighty four point five now. You see, I mean, I've Ooh, gotten ninety one good. I like that, I've gotten good value on Trey Lance, but like, it's probably not even as. I mean, look at like Daryl Henderson, like average. You know, uh, uh, my average difference of ADP on Daryl Henderson. I was getting him in the one sixties, and he goes at one thirty eight right now. Right. So these are the kinds of things though that I want to investigate. Where I'm like, I still really like Daryl Henderson. But I have 30% Daryl Henderson to your point about like Rashad white and Rojo. It's like, I don't know. I can break a tie of somebody else in the 138 yeah. range when I need that running back. Yeah. yeah I have, I'm at, I'm at 22% Daryl Henderson, but I have a worse price. I got him at 142 uh, overall. Trey Lance is funny. I have, I have 24%. I got him at 91.83. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, slightly shit. better price. How the hell did <laughs> but you that have happen? more? I, you clearly, have more. I was reaching. Clearly, I was reaching on Trey Lance. I can't. I can't help myself. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy last year, like literally doing shows. Like we have to push and try to get as much value as I can. And you have better value on Trey Lance, the one yeah, guy I like, want to take a stand on <laughs> by like point four. Uh, <laughs> wait, so what did what were you at, Kyler? Yeah, so I have Kyler. I'm at eighteen percent. Um, and I've gotten him at pick 62. Uh, I like, I mean, I'm, you've actually taken a lot more stands than me, which makes me yeah. feel like a coward. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just start drafting. I do like the idea of like checking in on your percentages and then just like going way harder at the guys who are already going at. That does seem, <laughs> that does seem pretty on brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think Kyler Murray is a, is a great pick. I think, like these elite quarterbacks are really intriguing to me. Oh, Osimo had the article about, you know, how important week 16 is. Uh, yep. You've got two small field GPPs that you need to win and you need to win them. You need to finish first in week 15 and then first in week 16. So it's a, it's a very small field GPP, but you have to win that GPP. And I think it's probably pretty helpful to have an elite quarterback score hitting your lineup that, you know, in, in both week 16 and, uh, and week 15, uh, week 17, you you have to win a much larger GPP. And so I think that makes the opportunity cost of the elite quarterbacks a little tougher, which is one reason why I keep gravitating towards Lance. Cause I'm like, maybe I get the best of both worlds here. Uh, not giving up a, a really premium pick. Um, but you know, Kyler, I think, uh, Lamar, you know, those, those uh, top end quarterbacks who aren't super highly priced, even as Mahomes has begun to fall a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think they're all really interesting. Yeah. I think so too. FF Doom uh, piggybacks that with like Kyler and Lamar. I mean, just that rushing upside 
for those two guys at their price is pretty crazy. I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I, I didn't even, I didn't even see this. This is like, isn't this is hilarious? This is the, so there's the upside of drafting early, right? You get, you get Gabe Davis, you get Gabe Davis at a great price, you get Mike Williams at a great price, you get MBS at a great price, and then you take a stand on David Bell, who falls forty five fucking picks from where you are taking him. And you have 30, well, just wait until 30. they get Jimmy. Once they get Jimmy, yeah. you'll be <laughs> please God. I just just so that this is not such an insanely red number. Like I, like that is like that has got to be one of the highest uh worst stands anyone's ever took taken is uh oh guess what? You're taking him at pick 147. He's now going in the 17th round. <laughs> you moron. Um so yeah, you know, we can't we can't win them all. But uh, that is that is David Bell. Um, one thing that that uh, we'll get into some of the uh, like exposures, which uh, somebody asked um, Eric uh, says, can you sort for combinations of players? We will get there. I promise. Um, but that like jumped out to me when I like kind of start to look is a you mentioned the Eagles. And I was I was I, I, again, a, a similar situation where I was, you know, not necessarily right about the player, but right about the ADP shift from Miles Sanders, where I was smashing Miles Sanders. You know, he was outside the, the top 100 picks when we started uh, draft season. And I thought Dallas Goddard was also a good pick. He's actually fallen a little bit. And then just the fact that, um, you know, Debo and Kittle are so much more expensive that Brandon Ayuk is my like de facto stack partner. With, with Trey Lance and I don't even really have mm-hmm. good value on him but I think this you know 30% is just like I do still want to stack Trey Lance even if I'm only skinny stacking him with one person so it just yep. like becomes Brandon Ayuk and you kind of mentioned this that was like I'm just drafting right I've just done these 40 drafts and this is just what happened it wasn't like I set out to have this much Brandon Ayuk it was just like I don't know I need a 49er to go with Trey Lance yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat. I have 24% Iuk. Um, I don't have a great price on him. I got him at 81, so a little ahead of ADP. Uh, but it's like I think I'm that way with all these 49ers. Where I have I have Kittle at 24% as well. Uh, Lance at 24. I guess no no surprise that Kittle, Lance, and Iuk are all at 24% together. Um, Lance I've, Lance I've gotten good value on, but the others. Uh, I'm like reaching for slightly, which, which probably makes a, a little sense. I, I mean, I think the Kittle ADP is kind of crazy. Nuts, so yeah, how is he falling? Where is he? I, I got him on here somewhere. He's uh, at fifty point seven now. Let me let me find Kittle. So I don't have good value on Kittle, but because I can't ever let him get to ADP, he keeps falling in ADP. <laughs> like yeah. I'm amazed that I'm amazed that I like I have 21% George Kittle. I'm amazed that I even have let it get to 49 because 49 feels egregious to me. Um, yep. I, I don't get it. So apparently, I, I knew the 49ers were going to be a part of my whole process. But if we're going to let keep letting George Kittle fall into you know the fifth round or whatever, it's really hard for uh, for me to. To pass on him. Um, I'm gonna move Can you blow over. Kevin's coming here because I, I I need to go on a rant. Please do. So, I just did a podcast, um, a good a good football show for NBC, and we were talking about guys who can't stop drafting. Pick Trey Lance, 
And uh, our producer jumped on after the show and was like, so you really think Jimmy is, is definitely out of there? And, and Lawrence, uh, who's very sharp on the show, was like, I haven't been drafting him that much just because, like, I kind of want to see, you know, that, you know, that Jimmy's definitely out of there. Like, so you're seeing, like, there is a discount on Lance right now. Like, just wait, Kevin. Just wait, man. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, coming, he's coming for Burrow once Jimmy's not there. Oh, yeah. He's coming oh, for yeah. Burrow. So, I mean, if you think he's overhyped now, like, and it won't even be us hyping him because, like, I'd rather draft him where – I'd much prefer to draft him in the eighth. But there's going to be – I think there's a contingent that's not fully on board now but is intrigued drafting some of them. And it's just going to be very hard to, like – what's the counter argument to him, you know, always going ahead of Tom Brady once Jimmy Garoppolo is elsewhere, you know? A hundred percent. I'm not, I, I talk about Trey Lance so much. I'll let you, I'll let you carry that torch uh, for this uh, small, small, like this hour, this hour. I'll let you, uh, that's a Bol- Bullock says, you, Kevin, you came to the right stream, baby. If you want to, if you want to shit on Trey Lance, you are in the right place because you're definitely well, going mean, like, to get someone to reply. Trey no. Lance could have a terrible year. I'm just saying like in terms of closing line value, like now's the time to draft Trey Lance. Like it's sort of last call on yeah. Trey Lance. You're not going to get as good of a value. He's not you. You're not going to get him in the late eighth, right? If you if you're right, you probably have to take him in early seventh if you want Trey Lance on that team. But you know if you're in the late seventh, getting Trey Lance now is is going to be a lot easier than it will be you know probably mid mid August or later. Yeah, I mean, as we move over to this ex- exposures page, if you click over to the exposure tab, this is my favorite. I think this is everybody's favorite. Um, page in 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 the tool but like obviously you see over here like i i have 11 trey lance teams i want more than that i was i was doing a little bit of um uh kind of like what pat said with trying to push it to get to get you know proper value when like this dude was going outside of the top 100 picks i i don't think people understand he was going outside of the top 100 he's now in the 80s it's going to continue to rise. I have him ranked 75th overall, and I adjust my rankings for ADP. So that's like, honestly, he's not the 75th overall player for me. He's absolutely higher, but I, I'm not going to put him yeah. 50th or whatever overall when he goes in the 80s. And so it, it's one of those things where, like you said, if you want to take a complete stance against Trey Lance, at that that that's fine. I take stances against players all the time, but if you want to get that archetype of a player into your portfolio, you like you said, you don't have much longer. What, yeah, camp's yeah. about to start. He's going to be the starter. It's going to be highlight real city. Um, you know, because it was like the CD Lamb thing. Who knows? CD Lamb didn't work out. Trey Lance might not work out, but we memed him into the back half of the second round because you know his highlight reels were awesome and he's a you know 22 year old superstar it it, it was was pretty easy so anyway as we get to this page uh then we're after we dive into some of this i want to look at i do want to look at DraftKings because my DraftKings is a lot more polarizing and i'm going to make uh pat pull up pull up his but you can see just overall exposure right this is just all my 40 teams and then like what they look like from a structure perspective right so i have 30 percent zero rb teams uh clearly the denver and kc teams are the teams that i am 
uh, really going after in, in week 17. And we can also click into those teams and see literally the amount of combinations of players that I, so I have 20 teams that have Denver and KC, uh, we're calling them stats. Mm. It's just like a correlation, right? So like you see the top one is Alberto and MVS, which if anybody that knows me is not the least bit surprising, but it is kind of interesting as you start to move down, you know, Rojo and Alberto Russ, this would be a fun uh, run out for that game. Russ throws two touchdowns to Alberto and, like and Rojo and Rojo has the 98 yard touchdown run or whatever that he had uh, the one week, but you can like dig in, dig into all of this. And that game was uh, the next thing that I was going to bring up. Are there games that you in week 17 are specifically targeting? And are there games that you've seen as you've started to look into your exposures that you want to like get more of or less of? I mean, I, I have the Denver KC one. I have 20 stacks of that, uh, 39% exposure. The New Orleans Philly one, I have 29% exposure to, which probably I want to – like, that's not going to be a great game. But I, I we've, think, ta- we've talked about that one, yeah. Yeah, so that one's maybe one to get a little less of. Buffalo-Cincinnati, I have 22%. Uh, San Francisco-Las Vegas, 22%. Um, I don't have much of the Minnesota-Green Bay one. Um, mm. Which maybe isn't ideal. Only eight like percent there. Uh, I only have ten. I only have four. I only have four teams, and two of them are AJ Dillon and Justin Jefferson. Oh God, Kirk Cousins, KJ Osborne, and AJ Dillon. Who the fuck drafted that team? <laughs> I did want to ask you about. Are you adding a feature to this where I can delete a team? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a team from Ship Chasing last night. I kind of would like to to just get out of the, out of the this is the pool here. This is the next step. I would really like to get rid of this Kirk Cousins and yeah, AJ Dillon. That and get, that's yeah, that's really bad. Who drafted that? <laughs> I, I have Cleveland Washington at, at only six percent, which looks like the lowest. Unless there's a game, I, I guess I should count this and, and see if there's a game that I haven't stacked at all. Um, Cleveland Washington. Okay. Also, this stack isn't matching up. But uh, I've stumbled. Across, obviously, I have a lot of David Bell, so I've stumbled. Uh, onto some some Cleveland Washington, and then uh, you know you get a couple of Deshaun Watson David Bell teams or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and it, it tends to happen. So what do you, what is your take on some of those games that like we're not excited, right? Obviously, you see my week seventeen. I mean, maybe people aren't very excited for Indy and the Giants, but like Denver, KC, Arizona, Atlanta, the LA Bowl. Buffalo, Cincinnati, everybody kind of gets why those are the, the the fun games. But are there any of the other games, right? Houston, Jacksonville, uh, which I thought I would have had more of. I'm kind of mad. Oh, this is – I don't know what's going on here with this uh, number of stacks. But uh, I, I thought I would have had a little bit more of uh, the, the Houston-Jacksonville game um, just because, like, they're all so cheap. But is there anybody that, like, jumps out to you that you want more of? I want more of the LA bowl, but I keep, I'm so hard. I've been been price sensitive. Yeah. So that's, and I, I have a decent amount of Josh Palmer. Uh, I like Higby and Everett, you know, but I mean, that's not the way that game's going to pay off. Right. We're not going to be sitting here like, thank God I got Higby. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, that van or van, van Jefferson, or even like you said, Josh Palmer, like that's the thing that that's another thing going through this exercise. Um, is like, I you, I tell myself during the draft, 
It's like, oh, look, I have Cooper Cup on this team. So, like, let's take Gerald Everett. And I do think it's fine, right? Or I have yeah. Mike Williams. So, like, let's take Tyler Higby over whoever. But, like, when you really zoom out, you're like, is that really the way that this, like, if, if this game is really the Stones, is it Mike Williams and Tyler Higby? Like, I, I think we're, like, there is a there is a scenario in which we're, like, also overthinking this a little bit. Well, it might even be worse than that, right? Because if there's going to be teams in Week 17 that we need to separate from, if you're bringing along weak minis, are you actually running into other teams that have that same mini where you could have differentiated? So it's like kind of – this is like a one – the next level galaxy brain of like you only want certain Week 17 or like at some – because at some point – and I, I guess like I've, this is like a super half baked thought because I don't know if we're to the point where you know enough people are stacking week seventeen to make this uh, a good thing to do. But in a world where everyone just stacked week seventeen, you know that was just super common. It would probably make sense to break ties in certain cases against the week seventeen correlation, knowing that you would have a more unique team. I don't know, probably right. not near that point now, but. It has crossed my mind that, you know, if there's going to be a lot of sharp drafters who have, you know, like Isaiah Spiller, they are, <laughs> they're always going to have him paired with Everett or Higby. Like maybe it makes more sense to pair him with Fant or something like that. Right. Yeah. I think two two parts is we're definitely not to that point yet. Right. Um, that 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 I believe for for sure. Um, it also cracks me up uh, uh, the, when the, the bots show up. So I don't know. I don't know for ship chasing. Um, last night I know you were you were running the show. The bots have started to show. It reminded me because Davis was on your show. The bots have started to show up in the chat with Davis Maddock in their uh, name. Yeah, swear to God, Whoa. anybody that's uh, Rob can probably ask. I think Rob was on the last show. It's like you know, it's the porn bots or whatever, and it says like in parentheses. <laughs> Davis, Davis Maddock. That was like one That's of the incredible. last shows. Yeah, the the bots are getting way too smart. Uh, Elon is really taking over the world uh, now. But <laughs> back to the back to the subject of the matter. Definitely, people are not doing this, you know, to to an efficient an efficient level. Right, but right. the thing the thing that I have been thinking about, like you said, galaxy braining a little bit, is the people that are doing it. I guess in two manners. One, uh, sorry, <laughs> that's Davis Maddock exposure that I'm not looking forward to is, uh, it's very good, but, uh, is people doing it from the start of the draft <clears throat> and the LA yeah. game is the, like the LA game and the Buffalo game are like the perfect examples where like people, uh, Davis does this people take chase and then they prioritize the early bills right away, like instantly. They're like, okay, now I'm going to take Gabe over this person, or now I'm going to take Josh Allen over this person, or I took Cup, so I'm going to take Mike Williams. That's probably the best example with the way that the ADP fits together. So that's one I am kind of thinking about um, a little bit. And then to your point, it's like also generally speaking, these are probably sharper drafters. And so yeah, you do yeah. start to th- you do start to think through some of that, and so that's where I will default a little bit to like a, clearly as you guys have seen here, I have a ton of Gabe Davis. It's like on the chase team, I don't have to take Gabe Davis now. Let's do 
I mean, here, let, we, we can freaking pull it up. Um, let's look at not Gabe teams. Let's look at T. Higgins teams. And then we can see the T. Higgins teams. Gosh, dang it. This, there's so many scrolls on here. With This is also embarrassing. I only have two, two different forms of Buffalo Cincy stacks with T. Higgins, right? A, neither of them include the quarterback, which is kind of interesting. And B, interesting. they're all get they're basically all Gabe Davis, right? So it's yeah. all Gabe Davis and T. Higgins. So now we're galbraining this thing, right? As I start to build those out, oh. when I draft, when I draft T, it's like maybe don't take Gabe. Now let's take Knox. Now let's take Singletary. Now yeah. let's take James, James Cook. You know, that's the important part of all this is figuring that kind of thing out. Like I look at, I'm like, I like T. Higgins. I want to draft T. Higgins. But then you're like, you're when you start correlating from the top without looking at it at this level, yeah. you don't really know what you have. Also, how the what what is this is this is what an insane team this is. Uh Dawson Knox and Gabe and Chase and Higgins, but neither of the <laughs> neither of the quarterbacks. I found a Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Jamar Chase, Jamison Crowder, T. Higgins. I may have gotten <laughs> carried away. That's the other thing you find out really, really quickly. Um, is you uh, sometimes you really do Crowder get... and McKenzie. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you do get a little bit carried away. Mine is always with I. I will find teams where I'm like I did Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard and and it's like it's one thing to like include the super cheap receivers. It's another thing to include the running quarterback on a run first team and the running back and the, yeah, yeah. you know, second round wide receiver or whatever. So that happens to me. Um, Eric, I would just to answer your question. Uh, you do not have to manually uh, en- enter lineups. We are in the process of getting this. St- so it's a browser extension. You download a browser extension, click some buttons and it sends your teams into this tool. So all you have to do is log in then, and it will automatically populate. Kind of like a lineup optimizer for DFS is kind of what I would uh, uh, translate it to. <clears throat> we're, we're waiting to get approved into the Google Chrome store, which will make that process, like if anybody has Chrome extensions, like so much easier. Um, but they, they don't love gambling or uh, fantasy, uh, you know, companies so it takes a little bit longer but we are uh we are working on it i cannot get away from this gabe davis youtube account that keeps popping into every stream and saying negative things about himself (laughs) he came on the hot dog stream and we were about to take him and he pops up with a comment that says don't do don't don't do it (laughs) um so anyway, we got we got a little bit of time left. I'm gonna pull up my DraftKings themes, and then we're and then Pat, I'm gonna make you share share some years, and we can right. have some fun uh, clicking through. So I'm gonna go over to DraftKings. I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight to the to to the exposure step. I've only drafted in the five dollar. So I was interested in the fact that you drafted in the twenty dollar. I've only drafted in the five dollar. And if you thought my stands on underdog Wait, were big, sorry to go back to underdog. I was just curious about your structures. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. I can do. I can go. I can go. Yeah, I can. I can go back to it. Okay. I think structures. this is cool. These, the, these? the build and the structures as well. So one thing I'll say is we're actually tweaking these a little bit because they were. So I believe zero RB is no running backs until the sixth. 
I think we might have bumped it up to the fifth. Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep these basically in line with current ADP where they make sense, right? When Travis Etienne is a six-round pick versus a, a third-round yeah. pick, the dynamics have changed a little bit. And so these obviously do not add up to 100% because the, de- the definitions don't cover every single possible permutation. But we are adding like elite quarterback teams. So if you've nice. drafted if you've drafted elite quarterbacks, elite tight ends, all that, we're adding that in here, and we're tweaking these definitions. So I think the percentages are going to go up, but still, they, they I think they're representative enough of where you're where you're at, like directionally. Nice, yeah. I'm a uh, well, I you know what I've drafted ten percent robust, which I guess which I hope is hyper fragile. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've drafted ten percent of that. I've, 22% zero running back, 14% hero, 12% dual. 12, so, 12%, 12% dual, you said. So 22% dual and robust, and then like 40% of uh, zero hero? Yeah, I'm at 36% zero hero. Oh, okay. 12 dual, 10 robust. I don't know where my other. Yeah, they fall. Are. So- yeah, they're probably like. So- Brees Hall, zero running back teams. Right, right, exactly. Which that, that that's where it gets caught up is Brees Hall, either zero or hero is generally where it gets caught up is in that range or a um, like a dual or robust team that finds that third or fourth running back in a range that doesn't fit our definitions, uh-huh. basically. Right. That's an, so that's ro- another thing I'll do. I'll take a I'll do a dual where I get like, you know, if I get Connor. I've gotten Connor in like the three, four turn or something. That's a duel for me. Yep. Right. And we, um, yeah. And so if you, and the awkward part of the definition is it's two in the first three rounds. So if you get him at the four Oh one, it's the same, it's the same structure, but it doesn't meet the definition. That's just the unfortunate part of, of, you know, how this goes. But like you said, I think it's directionally pretty accurate. And the first time I looked at it, like you said, I'm like, I, I literally have like intentionally backed this number down <laughs> on, on robust because the first time I did it, I was like, oh, like the first like 10 drafts, I had two robust teams. And I was like, OK, this was literally not my intention. But like yeah. you said, you're just going with the flow and these things happen when you do drafts. Yeah. All right, let's look at DraftKings. Let's look at DraftKings. Yeah. So anyway, like <clears throat> you're, you know joking about that i'm taking greater stands you want to see some stands um on 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 DraftKings. 51 percent hollywood brown 45 percent trey lance 42 percent darnell mooney which we'll get to in a second as you can quickly see why that has happened um 38 zay jones which i i don't think you are a fan of zay jones 36 percent mvs 36 percent kyler 32 percent chris evans and then again here's the here's the field's so that's one of my games. And in uh, why a lot of these are the way that they are is because I am specifically targeting some games for week 17, mainly like games that I think are underpriced and the upside in them is greater basically than their cost on DraftKings. And that is very much so the case on DraftKings specifically like underdog. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I didn't even see Darnell Mooney on my screen on under on underdog, but here you see fields and Mooney because I can get fields in the 11th round or whatever and Mooney in the sixth or seventh. And then I can load up on that game and there's a million lions 
that I can that I can go and draft. Like I, when I go look over here, you know, I have fifty percent. Fifty percent of my teams have some form of a Bears of a Bears Lions stack, and actually Swift Mooney is my is my number one, right? And then like Field Swift Mooney, like that. I like I love that pairing. Like I can get second round DeAndre Swift, and then and have him as a bring back to a fields Mooney stack. Like that's one that I'm that prioritizing nice. yeah. specifically on DraftKings, Right. So it's, it's actually a correlated thing. I like Swift on underdog, but he's so much better on DraftKings with the pass catching. So like it turns into this, like my entire exposure changes on DraftKings, even though like, that's not even necessarily my, like my, if someone said like, Oh, do a video of your top plays. It's probably none of those guys. But on in yeah. this tournament and on this site, they are they are my guys. I like that. Yeah, I probably need to think through that a little bit more. Um, figure out what games are underpriced on DraftKings relative to underdog. But um, for me, it's more like you know, there's just some guys who go even later on DraftKings that I scoop up. Uh, just kind of like my my favorites at better prices. Who's like your I favorite? Thirty nine percent T Higgins. Okay. Okay. Let's look at my T. I don't. I don't know how much T I have. So 16 percent T. Who's who's a, who's your next highest owned player on DraftKings? Well, so my highest is Will Fuller at fifty one percent. Jesus Christ, Pat! You're gonna do this again? I, I have zero T Higgins and Will Fuller teams, and you probably have like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, look, I have a lot of Gronk uh, on DraftKings, which are all dead. So that's no fun. Um, you know, so also this zero. could also this could this could age about as well as that take, but uh, <laughs> but I think Will Fuller's like going to play football this year, and I got him. I have him at an average. He's actually cheaper now. So if you want to if you want to follow my lead on this, feel free. I have a, you know average <laughs> price of 198. Like you've got the extra, you know, you got two extra roster spots to fill, full PPR. I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, I I'm, have eight. I- I do have eighteen percent Will Fuller, so uh, I'm 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 clearly with you. I just happen to not have T Higgins and uh, and and Will Fuller. Have you been how, how have you been handling those guys? But Will Fuller is the perfect example because like no one actually knows if he's alive. Yeah. It's like you know like 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 a, an agent could text Julio or Gronk right now and like actually get an answer if they wanted like a statement. It's like no one has heard from Fuller since like January when he posted one Instagram photo of his hand straight messed up. How are you handling some of those guys? Because I ask, they're falling. They're all falling in price. Right. So like, are you buying down or are you like now because you're already overweight Fuller, but he's falling. How are you handling kind of that weird situation? I'm still taking him because, uh, and, and and on underdog, like I had probably too much Jones compared to Fuller. I think Fuller's the higher upside of the two. Um, and I do think that, uh, you know, I've thought about this from listening to your stuff partially. It's like, if we're drafting now, like, why are we drafting now? You know, and I'm trying to do more zero running back teams, as you've talked about, but also like pretty easy to imagine a world in which like the whole point of drafting right now is to get, like Will Fuller because uh, he goes somewhere incredible, right? If he goes to the Chargers or something. I'm not saying that's likely, but, you know, there's a decent chance he lands. There's a very good chance he lands somewhere. There's a decent chance he lands somewhere good. And Jarvis Landry's going, like, Jameson Crowder is going, what, in like the 12th or 13th round? Jarvis Landry's going ahead of that. And 
those weren't, I mean, Crowder's on the Bills, but he is currently catching passes uh, from the second team quarterback. So, <laughs> right. Right. He's, on he's Isaiah McKenzie. He's Isaiah McKenzie's yeah. backup, and everybody moment, and everybody is. is. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not. You know, sorry to the Jamison Crowder. I'm actually. I'm not sorry. The the Jamison Crowder donkeys are going to get what's coming to him. It's totally fine. But um, people are jumping at the the chance to get Jamison Crowder, as you said. He's going pick 33, and then you go to Fuller, and he's going at pick 210 and it's only because we're in this area of the offseason where we don't know yeah right look i mean i'm open to the idea i've overdone it you know (laughs) i'm open yeah of course of course it it is hard for me to just not take guys like fuller when i see the appetite for a guy like crowder who is a worse wide receiver crowder's a professional wide receiver i don't actually mind crowder like i think it's fine if you want to take crowder but I don't think it's like an amazing value. Um, And I think we could easily see Fuller in that same range or higher if he lands on a good team. Do people have some good Will Fuller takes in the chat? At least we know he'll land in a dome or good weather. That is, uh, that that is, that is, that is one thing we have learned um, from Will Fuller was that uh, that's why he signed with the Dolphins because he is not interested in playing in the, in the cold weather, which is funny. Also, Travis says, uh, why do you like Will Fuller? I think he's going to play football this year. Was the first, is the That's, first. <laughs> well, at this price, at this price, that is literally all you need because it is because yeah. it is Will Fuller. Like he's he's good, he's young enough, and I think he'll play football this year. At this price, I don't need any other information. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's the crazy thing. Somebody said, do you want a guy that might get – yeah, Eric said, do you want a guy that might get cut or fuller? Isn't that crazy? Like last year we were chasing Will Fuller up into the, what, eighth round or something like that. And two years ago, the same thing. Um, And two years ago was obviously a smash before the PED uh, suspension. And But now we're – it's like Will Fuller or – Whatever you know, uh, the well, Justin Jones. Ross was not left. So I read the Athletics preview today for their for the Chiefs' final fifty three roster. They mentioned Josh Gordon. They mentioned Doris Fountain. They did not even list Justin Ross. It's like he wasn't even on the roster. Now that's not a great sign. And he's going in the eighteenth round. Like he gets drafted regularly. So you know, Will Fuller versus Justin Ross. I'm rooting for Justin Ross. I think it'd be awesome if he has a good year, if he makes a team. But like, most likely scenario is that Justin Ross is on the practice squad. Most likely scenario is that Will Fuller plays a decent amount of football this year and uh, and looks decent while doing it. Most, most, most likely scenario is probably that Justin Ross never plays professional football. Yeah, like, unfortunately. I, I, like, you, I, like, I... I agree. I'm rooting for him, but the the Justin Ross thing is 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 kind of funny. It's not as bad here. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, DraftKings. It's not as bad here. Uh, but on underdog people have chased up Justin Ross a little bit. Um, so we talked we talked about T Higgins. Um, I, w- I was just going to pull up what we talked about like super quickly before, where I was just pulling up um, some guys, and I, I kind of mentioned it uh, at the top, but like. These are the kinds of things I'm trying to do, and there's like probably an infinite amount of combinations, but I'm I'm running through them with like my what I would call like my priority guys, right? So Trey Lance is obviously one of one of those guys. And um, as we wrap up to determine 
how I want to approach them the rest of the year, it isn't just like, oh shit, like as you see here, I have 45% Trey Lance. It's not just, do I have 45% Trey Lance? It's, let's look at the Trey Lance teams. Let's look at what teams I have with Trey Lance and um, I'll, pull, I'll, I'll do the one we did earlier with George Kittle, right? Clearly, I like Trey Lance. I have nearly 50%. But I only have four teams in this tournament with Trey Lance and George Kittle. That's probably a little bit worrisome, right? And then, as we've talked about, I am very much so prioritizing Week 17. And I look at my Week 17 teams, and I say, well, that's weird. I only have one Trey Lance, George Kittle with any Raider. Like, pick a Raider. Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, Drake, fucking Zamir White, anybody. It could be anybody. And I only have one of those in 76 teams. And so people just talk about exposure in a way like, oh my God, you have 45% Trey Lance. It's like, yeah, but I haven't even reached the surface of all the combinations of <laughs> Trey Lance teams that I want. And that, Your Trey you know, Lance exposure has peaked. I haven't even begun to peak. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, what do you know? I only my my highest exposure uh, stacks with Trey Lance are actually Khalil Herbert, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamison Williams. This is not what I planned to have happen when I set out to take a stand on Trey Lance, right? And so I'm not saying keep smashing Trey Lance at cost, but I am saying when someone says, yeah, uh, well, yes, I am. Technically, yes, <laughs> yeah, that is what you're saying, though, right? Bad example. Bad example. Um, uh, let's use Hollywood. Let's use Hollywood because I, I actually don't. I haven't looked at this either. This is literally the first. You guys are learning about this exactly when I'm learning about this. Let's look at just really super simple. Two of my highest home players and clearly a basic stack, right? Kyler and Hollywood. Oh, we got 19 of those. Okay. Um, 19. 40. Ni- I have 19 Hollywood Kyler stacks. Yep. Wow. Five of them are zero running back. Two of them are hero running back. One is dual, no robust. No robust teams. Um, Sitting pretty good with the Arizona Atlanta stacks. Sitting pretty decent. Four of them have the pits. Four of them have the pits bring back, which is a priority to me. Um, Hang on now. Hang on, because you drafted pits first. You have to draft pits first. So you're giving Davis a lot of crap there that you didn't want to... I really fucking walked into this one. (laughs) I mean... Damn let's it. just be honest about what let's... happened. You took Pitts and you you started Kyler Murray. Okay, let's back out of this real fast. Uh, <laughs> cut, producer, cut that, cut that out for the for the people. I'm kidding. We also don't have. There's no producers here. Uh, I do want to look at that, but yes, you're correct. Also, to be to be frank, uh, I love Kyle Pitts. I'm sure you guys love Kyle Pitts, but it was just funny because it was framed in such a way like the moment the moment davis said let's take kyle pitts you know why we should take kyle pitts because it sets us up for kyler murray and like yep. you were like well you were like that's so disgusting like uh, uh where, are we? <laughs> where 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 we have reached but um but i do like that like right so i feel good about that um tyler algier is a uh, so uh, you know we're on CPAT and Tyler Algier and, and Kyle Pitts. I kind of would have thought there, there's only one Drake London team. And I actually have a good clip of Drake London. Uh, let me look at that really fast. God damn it. Drake London's another guy. You got to. So I have. So interesting. 
interesting. I have a lot of Drake London with Cardinals, mm-hmm. but not with the Kyler, but not with Kyler. Basically, that is interesting. Um, he so, goes right by uh, Hopkins. Would be maybe why that is. And like I'm, I'm, I'm very much in on Drake London, but not. He's not like a stand guy. He's not like a guy where I'm like, yes, I want to smash him. So he falls into this weird kind of, kind of uh, um, purgatory. Uh, the other Eric, you better get with it, brother. Although Pitts, Pitts has not risen on underdog. Eric says I'm only at five percent Pitts, and it makes me sad. He hasn't risen, so I wouldn't really worry about that. If you're going to keep drafting, you're probably in totally fine shape to keep getting um, Kyle Pitts. All right, Pat, can I get he you seems to? to be falling, uh, if anything. Yeah, can I get you to pull up your DK teams and share your yep. screen, and we can look at it? Well, my teams are bananas, so love let it. Me, uh, let me pull up my. <laughs> I'll pull up my underdog first. That's what I have loaded. Oh shit! Hold on. I hold on. Do it again. One more time. Sorry, I was reading a tweet. Where is it? All right, here we go. So these are my best Mania three teams. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. Tell uh, Leone. Oh f- god damn Leone's it! Rubbed off here. God damn it, Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. <laughs> Julio, Julio Rojo. Jones, my best exposed. That's disgusting. Hold on, type yeah. in Julio. Type in Julio. I want to look at the Julio teams. Uh, no, up. Sorry, one more. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah there. up, up yeah, to yeah. the next. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see what the Julio teams look like. Shocker, more robust. robust. Yeah. What a what a surprise! If you're drafting a 40 year old wide receiver, you also drafted a bunch of running backs in the first. Uh, it is so <laughs> bad, isn't it? It's like, where is he? Is he is he when you took running backs early? You're like, no, he's probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. No, Julio fits a Julio fits a zero running back team. It's a perfect zero running back pick. Let me look at my Julio teams. All early running backs. <laughs> 50% Rojo, which actually isn't much above the, the baseline percentage. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's normal. Yeah. Interesting. That interesting Interesting that uh, the week 17, the highest week 17 game is Jets and Seattle, yeah. actually. So that's where we need them to go. We need them to go to Seattle and all that. Oh, be pretty. No, Julio, no. Metcalf, Julio Metcalf and Lockett catching passes from Geno Smith. Yeah. There you go. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I've got some, so that maybe he lands in Baltimore. That'd be all right. Um, I mean, yeah, so interesting, interesting. What was the? Yeah, what were the? the Rojo, obviously. Um, AJ Brown, Sky, Hamler. Okay. Yeah. Rashad White, who I've been actively uh, trying to take more of. I think he's going to move up. Greg Allman was on uh, a good football show Monday, saying that he thinks he's already clearly the number two guy ahead of. Giovanni Bernard. So okay, I think, and is I think Keyshawn Vaughn up. just? I haven't listened to that episode yet. Is Ke- is Keyshawn Vaughn just dust? Then I is he even going to make the team? Yeah, I think he's dust. Yeah, um, maybe maybe he makes teams a special teams guy or something. But yeah. here we go. This uh, is like a good one. A you have twenty two percent Justin Jefferson. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I had less. I thought I had sixteen percent. Yeah. Okay, 16, 16. Yeah, you must have have been with with Julio. Yeah. Perfect, perfect pairing. Jefferson's going to carry Jefferson's uh, 
uh, going to carry you to the playoffs, and then Julio's going to pounce. You know, yeah. Jefferson has age. a down week. Julio's <laughs> hamstring is finally healthy. He catches two touchdowns, hurts his hamstring, and then uh, Justin Jefferson comes back and smashes. <laughs> that is, that is good. Um, let's see what else. What else is interesting here? What about what about? Uh, sorry, can you scroll back up to the top? What about the combination of your highest owned players? This is like where I always start. I don't know Ooh, if this is where we should start. I like, I like right julio and rojo like what does that look like because it's like in theory this is what happened to me this is the first thing that happened to me uh mvs and somebody were my highest owned players when i did this search a while back <laughs> the i think it was gabe davis who is in the chat if you're curious uh and but they were like i had like 40 percent of both of them you know at the time when i looked into this and i had like two teams with both of them, right? You're 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 sitting okay, I think here, right? With nine nine teams fine, right? of Julio, yeah, I think I think it's totally fine. But like when you start to look into that, I was like, what the fuck? Why do I have? Why are my two highest owned players never on the same team? You know, because clearly I'm trying yeah. to draft them. I also think let's see the Ronald Jones stuff because I think yeah. So I've got ten stacks. So how many teams is it? Eighteen teams. Ten of them have. Let's at see least the yeah. With the let's stack. see those. Click on that Denver KC. Yeah, there we go. I want to see the. Oh my God, what is that shit? Russ <laughs> McKinnon, <laughs> Russ McKinnon, Rojo, Alberto, Judy Hamler, and. <laughs> I mean, let's go. I've got this team on. I've got this game covered, dude. <laughs> I just need this game to blow up, and I got the millions. You just need the two high, the three highest drafted players on both of those teams to not be worth a shit. And you yeah. have every other square. You have every other uh, spot on the roulette table covered. You have, except I hate to break for... this to you, Eric, but football is chaotic. <laughs> this is, they say, they say to, uh, you know, capitalize on the chaos of the season and a, a, a chaotic scenario in which Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones and MVS all crush while three Denver pass catchers who are all cheaper than Cortland Sutton and also Javante Williams crush. That's pretty chaotic. I like it. <laughs> well, so here's, so I actually want to get your thoughts on this because I'll occasionally do this and maybe it's bad, but you'll see another one. Um, Actually, so this one has Russ and Mahomes together, which... Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, and both tight ends. Both tight ends plus See, Rojo. I like this one beneath it. I like Rojo, Hamler, MVS type. For yeah. with When you don't have the quarterback, I like that kind of a thing. Like, give me the... The cheap, crazy high upside guy. You know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not opposed to Judy and stuff, but like that's a fun one. Uh, yeah, Rojo Hamler Hardman just blow that. Uh, <laughs> here's one: oh, Mahomes, baby. Rojo, Dulcich, Hamler, MVS, Sky Moore. That's pretty fun, actually. Pretty that's pretty fun. fun. When you think about it, though, obviously Ro- Rojo doesn't have to win it for you in Week 17 but he can be elevated by the fact that the offense is good. So this is just a bet on that offense. But then you have like the two cheap receivers. Yeah. Right. MVS and sky and the two cheap receivers from the Broncos. And it's yeah. like, what if those are the hits on both of those teams? And then you have all your, what for like your top four round picks are still on other teams. Like you have Justin Jefferson on that team, you know, like that's a smash. Here's one. Mahomes, my God, Ovin Gordon, Ronald Jones, <laughs> Albert L, Travis Kelsey, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Sky Moore. 
Let's go, Chiefs Broncos. Does <laughs> eight of your 20 players are on the Broncos and Chiefs. The thing about this, because I'm not typically doing this outside of this game, but I do feel like the Broncos and Chiefs could individually be the teams that you need this year. Like it'd be with the pricing that you're getting on the Chiefs because there is so much uncertainty, uh, not just in the receiving court, but the backfield. It could just be, and Mahomes is, is cheaper than like Allen's going ahead of him. Herbert's sometimes going ahead of him or often going ahead of him. So you're getting like, one of the cheaper prices on Mahomes that you will probably get in his career. And then the, oh, yeah. the overall cheapest prices on his receivers that we'll probably ever get, um, at least in his prime. So it's easy to see you needing the Chiefs. And then also, like, you get the team chain stuff with, with Russ. I, I'm bullish on Russ. I think, like, the stuff where it's like, oh, you know, they were managing Russ for a reason. I'm so willing to bet against that. Like, obviously, maybe that could be right, but, like, I'm willing – to uh to bet on the upside case where Russ is a deep ball thrower, you know, he wasn't quite the same last year, but he gets back to where he's basically always been and uh, you know, brings a couple weapons along. So I'm not really doing this like these massive game stacks with other games, but with this one, I kind of am occasionally because uh one, I think both offenses could help me get there. But then so this is the thing I was gonna bring up earlier uh when we looked at this other game stack is like if you have Russ and you've got stacks with him, but then you have a couple chiefs. And in this case, like this one was Jarek and Ronald Jones and MVS. And then down here, I've got the reverse where I've got the Mahomes side. Yeah. I've got Melvin, Alberto, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. Uh, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a little bit too correlated or whatever, but like I, I only need one. Like I need the game to blow up for sure, but I don't need mm-hmm. every single one of these guys to hit, right? Like I just right. need, like I'm giving myself outs at the right bringbacks. Maybe there's two bringbacks you need, and I've got, and I've got four. Right. Like how, how, like it's at what point would it be bad to keep adding bringbacks? And uh, and is this that point? So two things. The first that you hit on, <clears throat> obviously, was fucking with you because we pulled up a team where 50 percent of your guys were from this one game and it was funny to to look at and there was like four running backs but uh, (laughs) but in all serious in all seriousness i probably have some of these too and it's it's important to understand that nuance right this is this is helpful to visualize this but i couldn't agree more at all with anything that you said uh, or with everything that you said about denver and kansas city if like even on like drafters where the playoffs are irrelevant week one is just as important as week 17. There's no playoffs and advancing and all of that shit. I'm drafting a ton of chiefs and Broncos on there. And I may have teams that have five, six, seven of the guys from those teams because of just the nuance of, again, everything that you said, I'm super bullish on both of these guys. The prices on everybody are absurd. Uh, Sutton has Sutton has gotten a little bit, you know, a little bit pricey. Outside of that, Judy has fallen. Kelsey's fine, right? Everybody is totally affordable. Russ is one of my favorite quarterbacks, uh, probably second to to Lance. Him, him, and Kyler, I guess they're in this bucket. <clears throat> He's right there with Lance. So, like, you're gonna end up, in my opinion, if you feel the same way that I that both of us do about those two teams, you're just gonna end up with some of those teams because you get to the whatever round and like the best pick is a chief. So like 
take the best pick. And then kind of what the your second part is the most delicate balancing act, the hardest part of these drafts, in my opinion, because we know we need to hit on the right game. We know we need to hit on the right teams and all of that. But like there are clearly going to be diminishing returns in having a certain amount. But I I don't know what that right answer is. And certainly cost is a big part of that, right? Like adding on Jarek McKinnon or KJ Hamler is very different than doing that with the Bengals, where Mm -hmm. it's like Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, (laughs) Burrow, right? Even like Hayden Hurst, you add on Hayden Hurst. Like, you know, you, you, the cost matters so much. And so that more so than how many, it is the cost to me. And I am, yeah. Uh, definitely more so on trying to kind of hit the nuts on DraftKings in the $5. You mentioned like the $20. I, I don't really give a shit if I have seven or eight Broncos in like that $20 or like their single entry tournaments or like if you want to play the higher stakes stuff. There's like 10 people in the final of the $500 or whatever. Who gives a shit? Just hit the right Broncos and Chiefs. Like, you know, right. at that point, at that point, it doesn't matter now. It, but again, in this $5, it's like, I'm going to play it a little bit tighter and try to kind of hit the nuts on, on the players. But um, I think, so I think it's a lot more tournament specific and then team specific, right? I don't, I don't want to do it with the Bengals and bills. Like if you, if you had this with the Bengals and bills, I would be like, ah, I don't think that's very good. But with these two teams, it's totally fine. I think. Yeah. And some of it's like, I'm tacking on Dulcich. I'm tacking on Hamler. It's so cheap. This one's, Kind of Russ, Javante, Dulcich, Hamlet. You can see I got boxed out. I got boxed right. out of my actual stacks. But you, but, or, but you get Sky and Mikol, who is yeah. like, I don't know. One of them kind of has to hit, like at least over right. the season. Like one of them kind of has to hit, and the other one can still hit at their cost. It's like these two teams are just like unicorns, really, to me. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm realizing that, so I don't have any Mahomes, Javante, which is. You know, maybe not like the the most fun way to play that game, but certainly plausible. And I and all my Mahomes have Rojo, so that's I gotta fix that. I gotta get some. Oh, none. all Mahomes have Mo have Rojo. What did what yeah. was the first one you said? No Mahomes, Javante. No Mahomes, Javante. Um, let me see what else. Ah, oh, shit! I don't know the Mahomes. Yeah, so Mahomes, I've got. Let's see, what about Sutton? I've got one Sutton. I've got no Judy. No no home no Mahomes Judy. No Mahomes Javante. Right? Yeah. That's not great. Uh what about sure got a bunch of Mahomes Hamler too. Alberto. Patrick. Okay, Alberto. Got one up. No, none of. Alberto. So it's... Uh probably I've got three Alberto. Okay, so it's mostly Mahomes Alberto then, right? As the mostly Mahomes you... Alberto. Okay. Um yeah, one dosage. Of course, shocker. Yeah, two um, two handlers. Yeah, so I probably need to prioritize. Interesting. But although, on the other hand, like I'm kind of, I guess I don't hate that that's the way I've done it so far, because I'm getting like the cheaper bringbacks, and I'm like, and I've been kind of putting more game stacks together. Where I'm just like throwing, throwing shit at the wall, but probably need to prioritize some like a like thinner game stacks with more of the premium pieces when I'm doing it from the chief side, which I didn't really even know I wasn't doing that. Right. That that's what I've uncovered too, is like, I know I'm drafting the Broncos, 
but I don't draft a lot of Mahomes. Like you have seven Mahomes teams, right? And so yeah. it's like that's what a little bit higher than the field. Fourteen percent. So, yeah. yeah. So it's not that many bullets actually, but you're prioritizing that game and prioritizing both of those teams. So then you start to look at that and you're like, okay, I just need to mix in, right? Okay, I get to the four or five turn. Let's do Judy Mahomes here once. Yeah. Instead of instead of the same shit you've been taking there every single time, right? Yeah. Whoever I don't know, I don't know who you're taking at the four or five turn, but it's like just do that w- twice, and it's like okay, yeah. I'm covered, right? Like I, I have yeah. that situation now now covered. But like these are all these these are all these things. There's a million there's a million of these where I'm like like it, it's been mostly I I've, I've investigated the Niners the most because the Niners are probably my biggest um, stand with Lance. I haven't honestly invested the, uh, uh, you know, looked into the the Broncos game uh, enough. So I, I'm I'm loving looking at yours because I'm I'm like, God damn it! I know I have all these same issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I'm realizing here, like I have I don't have any Russ Juju, which it feels like I've got I've got Sky, I've got MBS, I've got Kelsey, I've got McKinnon, I've got Rojo. I probably I think I drafted Clyde Edwards earlier once, so I don't have him. I got him after Damian Harris that one time though. That felt I was like, this is where he should go. <laughs> that's that's one i was i do want to hop in you know i i love davis he's very week 17 focused and i appreciate that about him but if you don't like clyde edwards alaire you don't have to take him just because you're prioritizing this game or these correlations or whatever right um and i think that's the mistake that people make is like there is we talked about this on ship chasing a while back is like there is there is a, a balancing act of like, this guy projects this well for me. You know, I'm using projection because it comes from the DFS brain. I don't really mean like my actual season projection. I mean, this guy is this good of a pick for me, right? He ranks this well mm-hmm. for me based on XYZ. I don't go out of my way to draft him if, he, if I think he's a truly bad pick just because I need a chief, right? Yeah. It's like the correlation doesn't always outweigh the pick, you know? Um, and so I think that's important to outline too, since, since it seems like we're talking a lot about week 17, but actually I think we're just mostly talking about a lot, a lot about these two teams who happen to play in week 17. So I did. I, so here's my, I got him with Tim Patrick. (laughs) So what a surprise. The two guys you fucking hate might as well get them both out of the way in the same (laughs) team. You two deserve each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is really That is really I wonder funny. where I got where did I get him? Uh I bet it was late. Yeah, pick ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Twenty after. I, yeah. I do have my point where I'll take him. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I agree with that point. Uh I think the way it works for me is like I'm more likely to take him at an eight to take like CEH at an ADP discount if I already have uh yep. a tweet, right. which Clearly, I haven't been getting the discount to the point I want since I since I've taken him once, but uh, <laughs> one time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any any anything else that has uh kind of jumped out to you? Before we've gone over a little bit, but that's okay. Um. Or if anybody has a uh, last minute question or a person you want to see, um. Pat Pat pull up. My what what I was thinking was uh, this was kind of our first pass. You know, kind of in a debt. You know, let's we'll just call this the halfway point. I don't. It's not really the halfway point, but uh, then we can come back later, like closer to the end of the off season, and be like, okay, you're you have 51 best ball mania teams in. When you do another 50, now let's see 
you know, or, or 75 more, you're like, I only got 25 more bullets. How should I approach those 25 more bullets? We can come back, you know, in August or whatever and uh, do this again. I like it. Yeah. Herbert's a guy. I only have 2% Herbert. I've talked about my, my issues with that game in terms of just the overall pricing. I feel like, you know, feeling like it's really hard to get to. I'm having trouble getting to Mike Williams. I don't love Keenan Allen. So I guess it's no shock that then I'm not taking unstacked Herbert. Um, But that, that's like one of those things where it's not that I want to force Herbert now, but I want to just be really open to the opportunity to get some chargers and get some Herbert. Um, Cause like this doesn't feel like the, you know, it's, it's July 7th. So I think it's okay to be underway Herbert right now, but I don't want to go into week one uh, with like a 4% Herbert exposure or something. It just seems like needlessly risky. <laughs> like why would, why would one choose to do that? I'm very similar, and that's another one. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't figured out yet how to approach it, really, because I don't like Herbert at cost, and I don't like his weapons at cost, but I love the offense. It's like the, it, it, it's one of the weirdest situations maybe in the entire player pool right now where I'm like, I really hate Keenan. I don't actually don't know if I've taken Keenan. And um, Mike Williams, like we talked about, I have a bunch of him, but it was from the first few days of, of Best Ball Mania, and so I, I don't know what the right approach is, but I know I need to figure that out <laughs> like yeah. in the next month or something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that's like one of the things that I'm like really hoping will change is more uh, normal drafters come in. Is that like, maybe, maybe Herbert won't fall, but maybe his weapons fall a little bit. And, yeah. uh, and that just makes it so much easier to draft Herbert because he's not the, most fun quarterback to backdoor stack. Like you, you can get Palmer, you can get Everett, you can get Spiller, but you know, even like with Mahomes, like you can go, you can get Ceh, you can get Rojo, you can get McKinnon, you can get, you know, with uh, with Herbert, you're getting a backup running back. Like if you don't already have yeah. Eckler, so it's just it's just tough. That's that's probably one of the biggest things I'm I'm keeping an eye on. Was there any um, last thing? like another specific player maybe that you like have not, not that you like have looked at your exposures and said, Oh man, I want to get more of this guy. But maybe you last night you talked to Ben and Davis and they changed your mind on somebody or just some of your research over the last couple of weeks has been like, I think, I think I like this guy now or whatever. Um, is there anybody like that, uh, that we can pull up? Hmm. Uh, or vice versa that you were drafting that you hate now. You have yeah, a lot of AJ Brown. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep smashing AJ Brown? There's that's a, that's a, he's a kind of a polarizing name. Cause he, yeah, you mentioned he, so, we don't love that game. He's a, he, he's interesting. What are you, what are you doing with him? Yeah. Adam and Evan just had a hot take podcast where one of them was saying he didn't think AJ Brown would, I forget exactly what the hot take was, but, Basically, it was an AJ Brown fade take, and they were in total agreement. Um, uh, Denny had AJ Brown as a player he's avoiding in drafts. So it's not just that like I have a bunch, but really sharp people are are being like, "This is the like one of the, the guys that I think is overvalued." I'm like, "Cool, I have 31 <laughs> <laughs> percent." So yeah, I mean that's got me thinking a little bit, uh, but I mean. I don't know. Like I just did a dynasty startup in uh, the FFPC format and AJ Brown went wide receiver four. 
And, you know, that that format is a pretty win now type of format because of it, it, it cuts down, I believe, to 16 skill players. It might even be 14 skill players. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's very shallow. Yeah. Uh, so you really, you know, you got to prioritize stars and you got to prioritize like, you know, more of a win now, now structure generally or a mindset. Um, so within that context, even more, uh, you know, I, it is just impressing upon me. Like, yeah, AJ Brown is a superstar. Everyone, you know, if you're looking long term, it's like he's a superstar. I'm grabbing him here. Um, I think he was in the third round. Of, it was super flex draft. Um, I mean, it's it's tough for me to see AJ Brown in the mid third of a draft and not click the button. It's just really yeah. that's just like I'm betting on talent. I'm betting on uh, a connection with the quarterback, which which is like delightful. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, bet, I'm betting on a coaching staff that was quite pass heavy to start the season. They obviously went to extremely run heavy in the kind of the back middle part of the season. They came back towards balance to close to close the season, but then they trade for AJ Brown. So that would be an indication that yep. maybe they want to pass a bit more. Um, good offensive line. Uh, I think this could be a really efficient offense. Uh, so, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I should probably I, – I, you know what? Part of the other thing is, like, I'm not that excited about Pittman. I've talked about the Chargers yeah. guys feeling overpriced. Like, I guess maybe if T.J. Moore's ADP comes up in there, like, I could talk myself into that now. But mm-hmm. I still like A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown's a better wide receiver than D.J. Moore. Yeah. Um, so – I just, man, I, it, the talent stuff is just, it's so hard for me to, I mean, we're still drafting Tyreek Hill ahead of A.J. Brown, and I think there's some some volume concerns with my, with the Dolphins. Uh, he's got some target competition concerns. So if I'm getting him, if I'm getting A.J. Brown, like six, seven picks after Tyreek Hill, I, I want to do that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, this is probably going to be a stand of mine. <clears throat> You're getting AJ Brown six seven picks after Tyreek Hill last year, give or take. You know, um, it's a it's close enough. Last year when he was on the Titans and Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs, and now they're basically in the same situation as opposed to one being on the Titans and the other being yeah. on the Chiefs. And like you said, why is one? You know, wh- wh- why do people have such a uh, a preference for? And I'm not saying people are like in love with Tyreek Kill, but to your point, you know, it's a five pick gap, and no one wants to draft AJ Brown. So um, I'm also I'm also in. I don't have as 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 much as you, um, but I also have a lot of bad. <laughs> uh, I was drafting like Javante and stuff uh, in that range who has fallen. Um, the second second third round area has been very weird. There's been more movement yep. in that area than um i think in in traditional years devin um uh, uh your question um we don't have time to, to to hit on this one but we will bring pat back a um if you really actually want to get that question answered um there are some articles up on the website and we have a, a wonderful discord um if you go to spikeweek.com there's a, a link to the discord in the header and there's literally hundreds of people sitting in there right now that uh, would be more than happy to to talk to you about the difference between underdog and DraftKings, and we have some playbooks and strategy articles and stuff up on the website um and i'll get to it at a, at a different date we just don't quite have the time to get to it today i've taken enough time uh from from pat here but like i said 
I'm going to, I'm going to force Pat to come back and we'll do this again later. And maybe we'll compare. Well, I'll go back and take some notes and be like, uh, you know, we'll see how, how the exposures change, maybe how our thoughts and opinions have changed. There will certainly be like injuries and, and things like that, that have happened between now and then that totally, that totally shake this up. But, um, hopefully everybody like got something out of this. I did selfishly. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else did, but I learned a lot about my own teams and about Pat's team. Uh, so it was really helpful. Thank you for listening to me, like, uh, do research for an hour, for an hour, for an hour and a half. But, um, Pat, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, uh obviously you had ship chasing last night, but what do you got, uh, coming up? We've been doing these, uh, team preview pods where we bring on beat writers uh and on monday we're doing the mm. nfc north so uh check that out uh a good football show love it and um i, I want to shout out uh ship chasing that pat is on on wednesday nights it's one of my personally favorite shows if you're watching you probably are already watching it but last night was absolutely incredible because i've been giving ben shit for this jarvis landry obsession it's yeah. so weird I can't figure it. I can't figure it out. The king of like young players and why and, and young wide receivers. Like I can't listen to any content that he does without him talking about, about Jarvis Landry. And I, I take the dogs for a walk and we've like barely made it out of my subdivision or not my subdivision, my uh, driveway. And Ben's talking about Jarvis Landry already. And uh, so I just thought that was funny, but it was a very, it was a, it was a very good episode. And obviously you should listen to uh, well, everything. Go ahead. The Jarvis Landry thing is so funny because I forget uh, he was like, I think someone called him out. I uh, I, I think you did. Or anyways, Ben I like did. was like, wait, did, did I say that on this show? Like, because <laughs> he's been I've heard him talk about it on Stealing Bananas, but Ben has yes. just been on vacation. So I feel like he like talked glowingly about Jarvis Landry on Stealing Bananas and then went on vacation and then came back to everyone being like, oh, yeah, you're the Landry guy. And he's like, I'm what now? <laughs> It's like, what do you mean I'm a Landry guy? <laughs> so I actually never explained that that was my that my perception uh-huh. of it last night on chip chasing. So I, I probably should have been like, by the way, Ben, I don't know if you remember, but you did make actually a, quite a compelling case, in my opinion, for Landry on stealing bananas. But I don't I, I don't disagree at all with anything he's saying. It's just if you have gotten to know Ben at all over the years it's like so funny to hear him every fucking like every time and I, I probably I probably just it hits me now because like like for whatever reason after he said it like a couple times I'm like okay dude you guys talked about Jarvis Landry for 20 minutes that's enough I get the I get the point and then they the next episode it's like well yeah Jarvis Landry this that and the other and I'm like god damn like can we not talk about this 30 year old you know wide receiver with an eight out of four or whatever like uh let, let's let's move on and so it's just become like a thing where it's like you know it's a dog whistle for me when ben says yeah. jarvis landry like you know my ears my ears just did you enjoy crazy, that so. dj Moore is uh is as a slightly better jarvis landry take last night it both simultaneously excited me and made me sick to my stomach and it was one of those weird it was one of those weird things where like i was like damn that's a really good way to put it but also why like don't but don't say like that. that yeah <laughs> it's it's valid but stop <laughs> yeah exactly that, that was exactly that was exactly how i felt so uh anyway pat thanks again and thanks you guys you. for coming out i uh i will be back tomorrow drafting a team i i sort of lied for the people that are listening i sort of lied last week when rob and i did the hot dog eating contest we are going to delay our next 
stupid, incredibly stupid draft that we do with um, like a challenge. We call it with a twist. Um, We're going to be doing like a hot ones basically episode. Um, But uh, just to be totally honest, it's my sister's birthday tomorrow. If I, if I, if I do hot ones at 4 PM and then try to go out with my family for dinner, that's not, that's not going to work um, for anybody. So we're, we're, we're rescheduled just like last week. If I would have went out after eating a bunch of hot dogs while drafting a team that would have not worked. So we're going to, we're going to reschedule, but I'm going to be drafting a team tomorrow. I'm actually going to be trying to employ a late round quarterback strategy, which is like not, not in vogue anymore. It used to be, but it's not in vogue anymore. So I'm going to draft a late round quarterback team tomorrow at about this time. Uh, so for Pat and for me, and of course for my dogs who are actually sleeping and we're good, during this episode. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.